<laughs> Ooh, I don't need to see a pretty face, by the way. But uh, pain. But uh, communication figner. <laughs> this is one of those retro gamers. Communication figner. Magnetism. 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 How do magnets work? Uh, communication figner. I was going to say, you're going to go try to get COVID or no? And for the records, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I know how magnets work. Mm-hmm. Communication figner. A party trick known to the ancient Greeks. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Oh, yeah. Got mm. it. Mm. This, is, this is some sweet, hey. sweet podcasting. Sweet podcasting. All right. And yep. we, we are back. Okay. Yeah. You can't see the show notes, can you? Mm. I could if I was clever. Um, my sound levels seem to be good. I'm in the green. I'm not going into the red, so I'm not clipping. Um, oh. I have just the right amount of monitoring going in my ears so I can hear myself without a delay. So I figured out how to do that. Um, nice. I figured out what was the problem. I was using a not sophisticated enough audio standard. So for people who know what I mean, you can either do um, on a Windows computer, you could do WDM or you could do MME. Or if you have a sophisticated thing, you could do an ASIO. And because I have the Focusrite Solo, I need to talk about that in a moment. I have the Focusrite Solo, and I'm running both my input and output through it. I need to do the ASIO. Otherwise, I was getting that terrible echo you're... we were seeing last time. But anyway. You're a fancy boy, huh? I, I am. Uh, actually, the Solo is wonderful if you're soloing. I bought the wrong thing. Ah. Um, I, mm. I should have bought because it has a um, uh, what's the standard mic input on it? Um, XLR standard mic inputs like theater. I think maybe that sounds you were, familiar. You were a theater kid, it, weren't you? Well, I was theater kid adjacent. Yeah. My brother's a, a, a legit professional theater kid. Yeah, but you were always like, up and you did you did some wiring stuff, right? Or is I assisted my dad from time to time. Oh yeah, it was your father. The auditorium. Who, your father always knew how to run the soundboard, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've I've run soundboard. I've run the lights. I've, I've done the things, just operational, not uh technical. Aw. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a very cute gray kitten has entered the scene. Mm-hmm. Curious kitty. Remember when they were young, Carl? You remember? Remember when the your cats were little? We just went through that. Yeah? We just we went got a new one? It. Yeah, we got uh I don't know since we talked. We got two new kittens. They're now Oh my gosh. A year old now. Whoa. Um Yeah. That's mouse cool. and Mouse and Nova. Mm, good names. Oh no. 
that was that was that was oh that was a problem that I need to deal with. Uh uh That was a I've I, I overloaded the buffer. So I set the buffer I set the buffer low. Oh. So that um to reduce the um I set the buffer low to reduce the amount of um Jazz break. So you oh yeah, you don't listen <laughs> to Do by Friday. No, not particularly. No. Again, I used to. Not your thing. Uh like two episodes again, they had like forty openings. They yep. restart the they they restart the show forty times. Nice, forty. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a Merlin thing. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just lost Jason. Mm. No, I'm not lost. I had to. I had, I, that's my snooze. My sneeze button. Cough button. What's it called? Yeah, on mute on iOS. You just swipe. Swipe to the right. You go yep. like this. Go back, and you're in. That's I, how that works. I, I never hear you laugh. You always mute your laughing. It's awesome. All right, XML, <laughs> XMLR. Anyway, um, all right, it's things. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's the optimist and the know-it-all. Sunshine and knowledge, right? We're back. That's the idea. Yep. It's been, it's been, be. a, it's been a while. Um, I'm officially calling this season three because okay, why not? We're like a British TV show. We only have like six episodes in a season, maybe five in that last one. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's really appropriate. I mean, a lot's changed. So, yep. I think I don't know if it's, yeah. The seasons don't aren't based on time, I guess. They're based on like events. Event, maybe? Events in time. Yeah. yeah like maybe. magnets. They click together. <laughs> and yeah, for the record they sure do. And for the records, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I know how magnets work. Mm-hmm. So is it electromagnetic force or electrostatic force? Electromagnetic. Or is it electrostatic and magnetism? No, no. Electri- electricity and magnetism are the same thing. You sure? Yeah, they come from the same place. Hmm. Or, 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 it's, or it's more accurate to say that magnetism arises from electricity or rises from electric charge. It is moving charge and... Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. Remind me, electricity magnetism. We're going to come back on this note. I'm going to, I need to change the setting. I was going to say, you're going to go try to get COVID or no? You're just going to well, hang back. I'm not. 
too worried about that because you're just out in the streets standing on somebody's front porch. True. True. Um, I'm just not too interested in going out. Um, but yeah, we'll see. My, we my start, daughter, my daughter, doing, uh... my daughter has been working on masks, so she's been working on making masks. So I think they're gonna. Oh want yeah, to go, go out. Yeah, those masks look good too, man. Yeah, she's been doing a wonderful job. Um, getting her to clean up after herself and prep her area beforehand so she doesn't put paint all over the place and stuff. That's that's an issue to work on. She's being very I want to support yeah. her creativity, but she has to clean like she leaves paint just literally caked on the brushes. Um I mm. had to convince her not to use half a bottle of paint. When she went, she's like, I want to paint this small little thing. Squeezes out half the bottle of paint. Damn. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, I'm something. Is... Check that out. You bro. Have. Yeah. Isn't that nice. That's my porch in the back. That is a I mean, nice the... view. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what you need is some giant robots walking next to those, and you got a nice. Uh... And there's the the owner. He's right there. Is the highway on the other side? Highway's over here. Oh, okay. Uh, Sunnyside's over there. Oh, oh. The hills in the back. Yeah, but look at that sky. Little drama. Yeah. Nice. I'll show you that the other end of the domicile. Does, is domicile the good word for house? It, domicile is just where you live. That's what I figured. This might wake the children, but this is check it out. This is what. Ooh, it's colder up here. In the front yard. Look at that, though. How you like that? That's it. That's looking at Yakima. See all the grapes. Beautiful. Yep. I see them. Except I got this hundred-year-old ponderosa in the front. So there's needles everywhere. Just rake them into a pile. <laughs> yeah. Look at these things. Yeah. It's huge. I have. Like I don't know if mine's farm, a, dude. Don't know if mine's a ponderosa, but I have two trees that are well that would they be? They'd be they were planted in the fifties, so two big pine trees planted in the fifties, so they would be seventy? Seventy years old now. If they did if they weren't older. So. I'm impressed with this internet connection. I don't even have my Eero set up yet. This is just, who, by the way, is not a sponsor. But. <laughs> they should be. They should be. Uh, all right. Enough for the house. Oh, I got, yeah, I got greedy. I got greedy with yeah. my, with the sampling rate. And I was like, man, this mic sounds really good. It's picking up everything right now. Yeah, because I turned the sampling rate up to like 96,000. No, I, I doubled oh, it. Jeez. 
and it was working wow. fine until the fact that I don't have a fast enough. Um, I, I was overflowing my buffer. Mm. So, I hate it when that happens. So on the upgrade, we'll get the nicer sound quality. We'll go. We we're back down to what we originally was. I got greedy. Um. Anyway, so magnetism. 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 How do magnets work? Um, electricity is moving charge, right? Okay. Where does okay. charge arise from? Charge is one of these fundamental things that arises from protons and electrons, right? The two charge carriers in the universe are protons and electrons. Asterisk. Um, why do we have electric charge? That's quantum mechanics. I'm not going to go too deep into there. Least I misspeak too much. But right. there is this such. Ask. There is this thing as fundamental charge, and it turns out that, um, and again, one of the fundamental questions that uh, quantum mechanics tries to answer is the fundamental charge unit is an electron, right? For every electron you have, you have one charge unit. Right. So why is a proton, which is a different thing than an electron? Protons are made of quarks. Electrons are not made of quarks. Why does a proton have the opposite charge of an electron? This is one of those fundamental things of why the universe is the way it is, is because of the fact that protons and electrons balance each other out electric charge wise. The fact that they are perfectly balanced makes you think there, there's no reason they should be. So the fact that they are hints at some deeper meaning or some deeper understanding there not going into there because I'm not too familiar with that part of the deal. But right. again, things behave differently on the atomic level than do on the macro level d d doing on the human scale. So well known back into the 19, early 19th century was, well, magnetism has always been well known, right? Yeah. You had lodestones. You had, um, you had lodestones. You had, you know, Iron, iron ore and stuff like that had magnetic properties. Um, right. You know, you could navigate by the Earth's magnetic field. So magnetism was well known. Um, electric charge, you know, the ancient Greeks knew that if you petted a cat, you could shock somebody, right? There was, you know, mm -hmm. take an amber rod and pet it on a cat and you build up a tremendous amount of I can shock my neighbor. So this was a party trick known to the ancient Greeks. Um, it was Benjamin Franklin that that OG, who originally came up with the concept of electric charge, like formalized the, our understanding of that. And, and his idea of electric charge was you either had a abundance or absence of electric charge. And this is why electric charge is positive and negative, because the way he described it is you either have an abundance of electric charge built up or uh, an absence of it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Remember, the electron was not discovered until, I think, 1905. And the proton... Really? Yeah, 1905. And the proton and the neutron... In concept, not, though. Not like... No, no, no. Just Evidence, known. right? Yeah, known as an idea. Like, there wow. was such a thing as... A, Look at that. I mean, the atomic theory is older. Um, I think 100 years older, maybe. Um, late seventeens, maybe early eighteens. Um, plum pudding model. Um, what's right. his name? Uh, not not Bohr. Bohr is modern. Rutherford. Rutherford. Rutherford is eighteen something older than that. Dalton. Oh, you're right. It is Andy Dalton. Um, and Dalton's whole idea was he noticed that that atoms uh, molecule. 
that that things come in discrete number of packages that you like um everything is a ratio like when you're doing atomic weights of el- of elements everything is a ratio so therefore that lend to the idea that there was some fundamental atom um that goes back to uh democritus democritus idea of the atom was indivisible that there's some fundamental unit of matter that at this point you can separate it no further and that was more pure philosophical idea but that's where the word atom comes from but mm. it, i believe it was dalton who you know noticed that there were ratios um ratios of matter like everything always comes like water always comes in a two to one ratio salt always comes in a one to one ratio so this leads to and that without knowing what was the thing doing this that led to the idea that there were atoms there were the fundamental like marbles and that you could dole them out in ratios what the atom was was experimentally undeterminable but um it was there so so the proton so magnetism yeah i'm getting to there proton and neutron arises in 1880s uh, Rutherford and his gold foil experiment. You had to have the discovery, maybe maybe earlier, 1890s. Um, you had to have the idea of the, the nucleus. And then the electron was discovered and yada, yada. So anyway, all I'm just to say is that protons and, neut- protons and electrons, they have the same charge but opposite. Why? Very good question. But... Especially if they're made of different stuff. Right. But when we, when we knew that we had electricity, right, when we could make primitive batteries, you could also make magnets. And it was, oh, who are the two guys in England? Uh, Maxwell and Faraday, I believe. Makes sense. Uh, Ma- I think Maxwell was from the upper class and he had all the calculus background and Faraday had all the experimental background. And... Faraday could draw out pictures of magnetic fields and electric fields. And it, they, they're the ones that discovered that um, electric fields causes magnetic fields and magnetic fields causes electrons to move. So here, here's the two main ideas. Moving electric charge induces a magnetic field. Right. And a changing magnetic field induces moving electric charge. Changing field. So if I charge. if I vary charge if I field. vary a magnetic field, I can encourage the electrons to move through a wire. And moving electrons are electricity. Mm-hmm. If I have electrons moving through a wire, they create a magnetic field. And so when I say that electricity and magnetism you need a same, better word. It's like when you say for what? I don't know. Like you don't say. Um, you say sandwich. You don't say meat and bread and whatever. I mean, the word. And you say that's a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, you mean for electricity and magnetism? I was going to say the words are fine. The words have been around and hashed mm. out and argued for the last 200 years. It's electromagnetism, I guess. I mean, yeah. the, okay. It's Fair the enough. usage. Electromagnetism. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it. It's just I don't think it's that that concept is not taught or well known known enough. But and then you can get into some quantum mechanics 
variations of this and not even quantum mechanics, relativity versions of this, uh-huh. uh, of where magnetism arises from. But it all comes from electrons. Well, it came up because we just got done um, talking about the early Earth. We were talking about early Earth and um, that whole first like billion years. And the magnetic striping. You know, after the solar system. No, not even that. Not even that. Uh, just the accreting of our solar system and how that started with very small things. And then again, gravity kicks in yeah. and really starts taking off. But um, to the yeah, best, to, that. to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, gravity doesn't play a role in electricity and magnetism. It is its own fundamental thing. Yeah. So, but where we get, where we get, you know, iron is what we call paramagnetic, everything in the periodic table around iron. So iron, nickel, and cobalt are all Mm -hmm. things that can be paramagnetic, which means that, again, electrons in the quantum world have spin. And I say that with air quotes. talked about this before. I say that with air quotes, but remember moving electric charge causes a magnetic field. So electrons cause magnetic fields. Um, But in iron, cobalt, nickel, these magnetic fields that are induced by the electrons can um, form regions. And so that all the magnetic fields are pointing in the same direction and not canceling themselves out. So you have something that is a permanent magnet. Um, If you get into metallurgy, you know, as iron cools down, it crystallizes into these uh, magnetic moments, these magnetic regions, and they're large right. enough. They're large enough and pointed mostly in the same direction that you can um, you can have a permanent magnet. Um, this is also where you get your. Um, but you know the 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 rare earths are the lanthanine series on the periodic table. Really, I, lanthanine. I th- it, 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 what's the whatever that first block at the bottom of the periodic table is? Is I think those are the lanthanines. Sounds right. Those yeah, because I never get that far. Those I those are, recognize them, but those are rare earths, and the reason they're called rare earths is not because they're necessarily not abundant in the Earth's surface. It's because they have the same outer electron shell as iron and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. They're, I mean, they are, they're not as huh. abundant as iron and aluminum and copper and silicone, but they're not particularly rare. It's just that they're very hard to chemically separate from transitional metals because they have basically, their electrons are filling in a shell lower than the transitional metals. So they're, they're, they're adding electrons in a lower shell than the outer shell. So chemically, they're very similar to the transitional metals. Their their ver- their electron shells are very similar to iron, so that when you mix them with iron and nickel, you can make very mm-hmm. strong neodymium magnets because they basically have oh. the same electron properties as iron and stuff. The paramagnetic things and remember, magnetism arises from the electrons in the outer shell aligning themselves. Oh, I don't remember that part. So I remember electrons, but I don't remember the alignment of them. Yeah. But that's that's what that's what um 
Is it because they're like prepared to move, so to speak? No, no. I mean, that's what make iron. That's what makes iron the properties of iron that the 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 loose binding and the iron irons can shift around and stuff, and the electrons can trade off who they're holding hands with. But it's it 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 doesn't have to do with um. Magnetism just has to do with like that the electron configuration, the outer shell. All electrons are producing a magnetic field. Uh, but in certain electron configurations, like iron, cobalt, nickel, um, those magnetic fields can group together and not cancel each other out. So they can all be aligned in the same direction, therefore making a permanent magnet. Um, as you That's what you meant by proton versus electron charge, right? Yeah. And so by heating up iron, you cause these moments, these regions of magnetism to become random. But the cool thing is, is when you cool down iron, those moments of magnetic field snap all into alignment like soldiers at parade dress. And that's unique. And that's unique to iron as opposed to like uh, aluminum. Mm. All these like... Aluminum has the same number of magnetic fields as iron does, except in iron, you get the, the, the magnetic fields all align and, and no randomly cancel each other out. Um, mm. But, but on, on a more practical re- scale of us, most things are electric magnets. You know, like if you have a moving electric charge that's creating a magnetic field. So if I have a wire there are concentric rings of magnetic fields going out from the wire. Like if you just drew circles around the wire. And by the way, everything is at 90 degrees opposite the flow of electrons. So perpendicular. So the rings would be, if the wire was going straight up, the rings would be coming out in the horizontal. Right. So if I were to wrap that wire around a piece of iron, so think of those rings. Remember those rings are coming out horizontally but then if i wrap that wire around it you're now wrapping those rings of magnetic fields so that they're all wrap of coil of wire is creating a magnetic field so um all those magnetic fields align down the mag align down the piece of iron and that makes a electric magnet and so yeah you know car battery giant nail wrap the wires around sweet those are cool i need to make one just for fun also that can also cause the iron to become permanently magnetic iron in the presence of a magnetic field Mm -hmm. will adopt Mm -hmm. the alignment of that magnetic field Uh, it's if you hit a piece of iron you shake the fields loose or if you heat it up so the two ways to ruin a magnet are pound on it are heat it and that's what the the advantage of neodymium magnets are is they're they're resistant to shock while the old school iron magnets are hmm. not but they're also brittle. yeah they're brittle but again neodymium. you know glass is very strong and brittle as long as you don't hit it hard enough they're not going to shatter yeah that's true as soon as you hit it hard <laughs> enough they're going to shatter like glass right as soon as you hit a glass you know yeah done that a few times but yeah so like making an iron magnet is easy it's just making it last and that's why somewhere in your storeroom there's a remagnetizer 
because you have the. I know I need to find that. And again, the reason being is if you just have a big chunk of iron, it um, you just have a big chunk of iron. It um, you know, it over time it will get weaker, and you just pop it in there, get it back up to goodness. Nice. So what else do you want to know about magnetism? Um, you know. That was, that's the thing I kept uh, when we were notating in class, notating when we were taking notes. <laughs> I kept going over that word over and over, electromagnetic force or electrostatic force or static electric force. And I was like, look, man, I've seen it three different ways. Uh, just write one of them down, you know, well, I had to all, choose. They're all different books in the same series. They're all yeah. different. Mm-hmm. So nah, you, if I had to do it again, we would go electromagnetic well, like next time around. The word saying. static literally means static. So with, <laughs> yeah, like stay. So you wouldn't ever say magnetic static. People, no. You, it, you don't say that because magnets are by their nature static. Asterisk. Um, but electric charge by its very nature is a static force. Electric charges. They're, they're, they're a point source of st- charge and they and they behave. Um, the If the charge is moving, then it's electricity. If it's not moving, it's electrostatic. So the distinction there is electricity versus static electricity or electrostatic. Mm-hmm. So electricity moving in a wire versus the, the charge source not moving. So the book series is called Electromagnetic Forces. From that, you have a book about magnetism, you have a book about electricity, and you have a book about electrostatic forces. That's how it breaks down. Um, If I were to say what would be important for students to know, they need to know that electricity and magnetism come from the same place but are not the same thing, but they do influence each other. So electricity and magnetism both arise from the same source, but they are not the same thing. They're two sides of the same coin, and they can influence each other. Um, Electricity, you talk about positive and negative charges, and that's where you talk about plus likes minus. In magnetism, you talk about north and south poles, um yeah it was um trying to co- contextualize it for them yeah it's always the challenge so uh, i gotta come up with a, a decent and you tell me right a decent little experiment for or not even experiment just just a demonstration a demonstration that they can put their hands on that would connect accretion for them Right, that they could experience what that would be like. Accretion being the um, when the solid turns into accretion a based on no. Um, so the, the way it's presented is that the way the theory states it <clears throat> is that when a solar dust cloud finally finally started to settle, the cloud, all the part, all the particulate. Oh, you're talking about gravity started to come again. together. Yeah. No. No, um, at the very okay. So on large scales, gravity is king, right? On like small scales, oh yes. 
electromagnetism. So the, the, the idea that dust will come together because of together. static charge. Exactly. Uh, <coughs> so you could always go the old the, the traditional. Being able to do that, <laughs> you could always do yeah. the traditional. Take a balloon, rub it till the balloon builds up a static charge, and then have it um, attract confetti or glitter. Glitter might work. But I would need the glitter to attract to itself and clump up. Because I want to um, simulate, you know what I mean, the environment. I don't know. No, no. Okay, so it's not hard to get. The reason mm. glitter is um, the herpes of the crafting world. <laughs> oh, man. If one kid yes. brings glitter to class, it's yeah, on everybody. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, it's just horrible. It's true. Um, it's yeah. because glitter so easily well gets static sized. It's so built easily static builds, It builds up static charge very easily. Yeah. Um with without regards to anything else. And so the reason glitter clumps together is because it is a non conducting material. So again, going back to Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Franklin talked about static electricity being the absence or presence of charge. Everything wants to be neutrally charged. Mm-hmm. Everything wants to have the correct number of electrons to the number of protons within itself, right? right. Balance, yep. Balance. But electrons can move about freely. So if electrons leave an object, then you have a different or, – or if electrons enter an object, then you have an imbalance of electrons to protons. And you have something that's statically charged, and that's why your sock clings to your back or clings to something. That the way you make things statically charged is by friction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for conduct for objects that are conductive, like metals, electrons come and go freely because it's it, that's the definition of a conducting material, right? Right. But a sock is a non-conductor. So if a sock loses electrons, electrons cannot flow freely back into the sock. So now the sock is either at a higher electric charge or negative. By the way, it's very hard to tell the difference, which is which. So, um, well, visually, yeah. No, no, experimentally too. Oh man, because all you and this is why Benjamin Franklin got it wrong. Um, he talked about positive charge and then negative charge um, because you know that. If, if two objects are drawn together, in fact, there's a classic experiment. You take a piece of aluminum foil and you ground it. And then you take a balloon and you rub it. So the balloon now has either, again, you don't know, an excess of electrons or a deficit of electrons. And as you bring it close to that piece of aluminum foil, the aluminum foil is connected to the earth and you will either push the electrons out of the aluminum foil or it will suck electrons up from the ground. You don't know which one is happening. And the piece of aluminum foil will either move towards the balloon or away from the balloon. Hmm. Okay. All you know is why is the piece of aluminum foil moving towards or away from the balloon is because they're at different electric charges. One is positive, one is negative. Right? So do you take the balloon? Did you rub it on something? Yeah, because friction is what builds. Again, every kid knows this. If you rub your socks across the carpet... Anything, cat fur, rabbit fur, wool. So here's the thing: cat fur will do. Cat fur will like suck up the electrons. I think it might be the opposite, and wool will. Re, wool does the opposite. 
Wool does the opposite. Huh. Wool does the opposite of cat fur or rabbit fur. I don't remember which. Um, there's also the classic thing. You get a, 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 a an acrylic rod or a balloon too. Rub it. Remember, rubbing it on your hair, rubbing it on a piece of wool, rubbing it on a piece of fur will change the balance of electrons. And then you move it close to water. Like you, you open up the, you get a nice laminar flow of water coming out oh, of the tap and you will make been, the, you'll make the water yeah. bend towards it. And so that is a good demonstration of electric charge. Uh, as a demonstration of, a, what'd you say, accursion? Accretion. Accretion. A demonstration of accretion. Um, I'm sure there is a... Yeah, it's tough. No, no, I'm sure, again, glitter, I would be, I would use glitter or probably maybe... Like you know the hole punch thing. Collect all the yeah. collect all the paper from a hole puncher, um, and if you shake it up, you've probably you shake it up. I think you can get them to clump together. Versus had you not shaken it up, they won't clump together because of static charge. I'm sure there's something there you can do. Mm-hmm. See, because they went to space to do this. Well, because you right, like that's the original experiment. Microgravity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so... That's what's messing it up. So, but again, I think you can show a little bit of that with, like, either glitter or confetti um, shaking up the box. Like, my, my my problem is, like, if I show them something that looks like it's... You have to say, ooh, magic, this is why it's happening. Yeah, and if I'm doing that, I might as well just show them video. Mm, you know, I want it to be authentic if they're going to go through it. I, want I, think, it to be, I think you show the video... And then you show this the actual is, thing. You show this is a real, like the video to explain what's going on because you don't have the ability for that. Mm. But you show them the uh, you show them the thing saying this is real. You can do this with your own hands. This is not some like CG on a video. I could show them static elect- like electrostatic. See what do I say? Electrostatic forces. Force. Electrostatic forces. Is it electrostatic forces? Oh, I thought we just finished this. Yeah, because you're, there's no magnetism involved there. You said they were the same. Yes, but the, that's not the force. That's not what's happening, though. They come from the same place. Unless you're dealing with iron, cobalt, and nickel, or unless you're dealing with electricity, you're not messing with magnetism. So, this, so, so it is electrostatic? It's electrostatic. Or is it static electric? Uh, those, those two words mean the same. Electrostatic, static electricity. The fancy way to say it is electrostatic forces. The common way to say it is static electricity. But those two words mean the same. Okay, so electrostatic would be the way. Right. So okay, if you have an old CRT screen, if you have an old cathode ray tube, mm-hmm. but- either from an old oscilloscope or something like that, you know how a, a cathode ray tube works, right? No. Okay, you have... Um, you you generate an electron at the back of the tube. You you know you know the shape of a cathode ray tube. You have a, a screen yeah. in the front, sort of looks like a belt, a, a jar, tapering down. To looks the like back. the Big Bang model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have a a, a a heated element in the back that's producing electrons. Those electrons are getting accelerated through an electric field. Remember, electric fields in electric fields apply a force to an electric static object. Those electrons are getting accelerated through there and they're getting shot towards the screen at high speed. The inside screen of a cathode ray tube is coated in phosphorus. So when that energized electron hits the phosphorus, 
it causes the phosphorus to glow. Oh, cool. Okay. So the deal is, is now I have a beam of electrons hitting the screen. But a way a TV works is, at least back when we had TVs, not these young whippersnappers TVs, <laughs> is that the beam scanned, starting the top left, scanned to the right, went down a row, scanned to the right, and just scanned across the screen at whatever the hertz of a TV screen was. Uh, 60. No. No. 24 or 33. Depending on if you were in your... 20, 33.1 or 24. No, no. Movies are at 24. It's like 33.333 in America and 33.9 in Britain, something like that. Maybe 47. 60 hertz. That's what computer monitors. But broadcast television was in Man. the 30s. That's insane. But anyway, so it's scanning across the screen. And and again, <laughs> this is one of those retro gamers. Because phosphorus glowed when the electron hit, there was an afterglow. So the original programmers of Nintendo games and Genesis games, they used that afterglow effect, knowing that you know you didn't have an on-off switch. You had a bright light that faded. And they would use that afterglow effect in the design of their sprites. And so now that we have all these LCD screens and everybody, and everybody's chasing the LCD screens, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, it doesn't look like it did in the day. Because in the day, the people who were coding this were coding it not for digital perfect screens, but with an actual analog delay to it. Wow. But anyway, going back. That's crazy. So if I apply, mm. so if I put, so I'm, Think, think now, you have, a, you have a stream of electrons heading towards the screen, right? Right. Electrons are positively and negatively charged, right? Right. Well, so, negatively charged. Negatively charged. So if I apply an electric field in one direction to them, I can make that electron beam bend upwards or downwards, depending on what electric field I apply to it, right? Plus like True. sinus. Okay. So that gets me the up and down. But what about the left and right? Well, because I don't want to apply another electric field because it would screw up the first one. Right. And I want to be very I want to be very precise controlling my up and down. I don't want to have like y- y- on an etch a sketch. Have you ever tried drawing a diagonal line? It's been a while since I had an etch a sketch. But you understand the difficulty in drawing diagonal lines on an etch a sketch. Uh, not particularly. They look chunky. Okay, so an etch sketch you have a dial that moves the X and Y, right? Yeah. And you have a dial that moves the Y. No, you have a dial for right. the X and dial for the Y, right? No, just the X. No, for both. That. You have two oh, dials. I guess you're... One, moves you the... two... one moves the thing it's up and down. While. And one moves it left and right, right? Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. So if yeah. I want a diagonal line, <laughs> I have to turn both dials in some direction at the same rate, <laughs> not in the same direction, right. at the same rate. And yeah. if I want to go the other way, I have to turn them in opposite directions at the same rate. Yeah, that is rough. And if I want to make something that's not a 45 degrees, I have to turn the right dial at some ratio to the left dial. So I have to, for every one turn of the left dial, I have to be doing three turns. I have to turn my two hands at two different rates to do more complex diagonal lines, right? 
So I don't right. want to control my X and Y with the same physical mechanism. So here's the weirdness. If you take a magnet and approach, so I take a magnet and I and and come at sideways to a cathode ray tube. All right. Yeah, I'm following. So if I push the magnet in from the left, if I push the magnet in from the left, the beam of electrons will go down. If I push Is that 90 degrees? Yeah, 90 degrees. If I push the electromagnet in from the top, the beam of electrons will go right. Huh. No, we'll go left. That's helpful. Here's the thing. You know left-hand rule? Right-hand rule? Yes. Right-hand mm-hmm. rule. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, take your take – your, make a gun with your hand. Make a gun with your hand. Now stick out your signaling finger 90 degrees to the other – yeah. So your the gun is pointing in the direction the electrons are flowing. Your signaling finger, your communication finger – is going no no not your thumb the other one yeah it is going in the direction of the magnetic field your thumb is going in the direction a proton would go because it's right hand rule so weird so whatever your right hand is doing electrons do the opposite the right hand rule Who is for, these rules well again blame benjamin franklin he got it wrong i blame nature no it's I benjamin franklin's fault it's benjamin franklin's fault i tell you the right hand rule is for positive charge but electrons are negative, so you have to remember, whatever the right-hand rule does, do the opposite or do use your left hand. <laughs> left hand? I thought those people were, you know, you mean that pushed four- out of town. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the, 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 that 14% of the population? Yeah. Yeah, no, things were so weird back in the day, in the Ben days. Well, thank you for the... Uh, instruction and clarification i you know we last time we talked about this was probably six years ago or so yeah and i knew i was gonna want to follow up with you at some point because i because every time i mention it you light up like a christmas tree because i like it i know a lot about this i like this (laughs) i I do do. um i know you do it's a passion it's good stuff it's good stuff So. So what's uh sure yeah let's R, go R, let's see what else can we talk about we can uh yeah happy Reformation Day ah thank you thank yeah. you yeah uh, bloody Catholic I should go put something to <laughs> put something on the no no door, no you, right? you you get you get about ten years put and you get your counter Reformation today is my day <laughs> in ten years you get your counter Reformation I don't know what is counter Reformation Day. I want to uh, Vatican is Counter Reformation Vatican One. Uh, is that isn't that like uh, Counter Reformation? Sounds like uh, when was Vatican One? Vatican One was like in the 15s or the 1600s. What's, the, what's that thing where they went and like hunted people? What was that called? The Inquisition. Isn't that Counter Reformation? What a Inquisition. show! Inquisition. Like Don't you know? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Uh, no, um, Inquisition comes post Reformation. No, well, I'm just saying, like they, it's like take back. That's a like Spanish take back thing. time. You know, that's a Spanish thing. I know. I remember hearing about it in middle school, and then I was like, "Wow, that's horrible." Let's move forward. Let's get past this because it's really bad. Like, 
horrible stuff. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a sidebar from the historian in the room. What was that, love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah the yeah. Katrina Walter. Yes. She, she's she's saying, she's reminding me that the Inquisition was more about getting the Moors out of Spain than it was about the. So it probably is pre-Reformation. But to me, it just felt very opposite. I don't know. Moorish, yes. But yes, Jew. Uh, what about the Jewish population so, in space? In space? Have you, <laughs> have, haven't you ever seen a Mel Brooks film? Oh my gosh. Jews in space. That's <laughs> Mel Brooks. Coming soon, History of the World, uh, Part Two. All right. So, um, how you been? I guess right. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. No. No. We're we're not going to musical. All right. Anyway, in eighteen, no, fifteen. Fifteen seventeen. Martin Luther nailed his ninety-five theses to the door of the church in Wittenberg. Fifteen seventeen. We could talk about where we're at now. I could try to get you to use craft. I think you would like craft. What's craft for? Note-taking, and it's a knowledge organization base. Digital note-taking. Knowledge. It's a it's knowledge management, I think, is what they call it. Digital note-taking is sort of not um, intuitive to me. But I don't know. Maybe if I had an iPad with a Don't you have, a, you have, a, you have an error? Oh, I got new computers. I got a new. Uh, I got a new one. I got an M1 Air now at work. I got Ooh, rid. Of, that's I got, cool. I got rid of the uh, MacBook Pro, the 2016 MacBook Pro that I had. Good for you, man. Well, not M1 me. The, the school got me new computer, so I had I had one with I had not the Touch Bar, but with the bad keyboard. The worst of both worlds. I like the touch bar. Really? Yeah. I, I, I agree with some criticism uh, that I've heard of it, that basically Apple introduced this thing and then did nothing with it. So had Apple made improvements, then it would have been, it would, it would, it could have gone someplace, but Apple decided very early on that we weren't going to make any improvements to it. But there was potential there. Oh, that I was like, a weird thing. I like I like the idea of potential. Uh, but yeah, I would. I I, I like when things adapt. You know. Yeah. That was the one thing I, I thought was okay about it was that it was adaptive. Like it tried to predict what would be useful for you. That quality I think is cool. Like I like when Apple does that. But uh, it's not a little bar at the top. I don't know. That was weird. I would definitely try out Craft. Try out a trial version. Like, do you use Apple Notes? Yeah, I use Apple Notes. Use it like you would use Apple Notes. Um, okay. Just try taking, do you take notes digitally or do you take notes by paper? I take notes for things like uh, see my bills, um, something quick I need to remember, any kind of list. That's why I put in notes. Sometimes I'll go there to like, no, a lot of times if I need to sketch something out, I'm using paper and pen. Yeah. Like I have my journals, you know? I would use it as like a substitute to Google Docs. 
craft? Yeah. I only use docs for, I don't use it in my personal life. No, no, no. I only use docs for work. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. The craft. For I would, class? For keeping up, like for like writing your your notes and your lessons and any, not for documents you're going to share with the students, but for planning documents and note taking in that regards. Because it doesn't, it's not, okay. it's, it's not a word. Pr- so again, not for do- Google Docs for writing assessments and things you're going to share with the students, but craft, yeah. craft for, um, well, here, let me, let me, sh- let me send you a couple screen screenshots. No, I, I think I know what you're saying. And honestly, that that's a part of, um, that's a part that is going to sound probably worse than it is, but that's a part I, I probably need to work on more is a more uh, regular way to do my planning because right now there's so many things just I've been trying out and um, the planning part happens in a different way and I need a place to like make it land you know like repeatedly so I can start to see it take more form because I'm not doing what I used to do Um, last year kind of showed me the error of all those ways so so anyway i I just i just sent you two screenshots of how i use it one in my personal life and one well actually both of these are personal life Mm -hmm. um one is i had uh the the uh the the access code to audio hijack right it okay. popped up on the screen, so I just copied and pasted into a note. Um, but the next one is uh, for an RPG game for keeping maintaining an RPG game. I'm I'm running. Huh? It always it always has a sidebar like all the time. Yeah, well, no, you can close that, but those that's like a navigation link. Hmm, it's kind of cool. Gives you different icons for different stuff. Do you choose the icons or is it? Yeah, you choose the icons. Or... You choose the color. Okay. One Something. more. One more. But again, give it a shot. Um, it's a. It's a way to. Um, it's you know it's 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 note taking, but you can link between documents. Um, I started off and used it wrong. I used it like um, a Google Doc. But you remember my grand scheme of like Google Docs with links within links. Oh my gosh, yes. This does yeah. that in a nicer way. Like it doesn't in a non-convoluted way. So like Convolute. Yeah, so like if I make a heading, if I click on the so what I what I could do is I can make a heading. So I have a document in here which is PD days. So it's all my notes from a professional development day. Mm-hmm. And every professional development day I just write the day I make a heading with the date of the professional development day. I click on the heading and it opens up a new document. The other way it works is, and I'm still learning, but everything is a block of text. So it's not, so I could take these block, like every time, every paragraph is its own block. So you can grab the blocks of text and rearrange them however you want. I like that functionality. That's cool. And you can make tables makes you wanna, and you can make links. It makes you want to use it on an iPad though, right? Like You can't. And, and again, w- once you sign into the service, uh, my notes on my iPad, I open up my MacBook and they're there. 
I open my phone and they're there. They're all, it is an, it is in the Apple ecosystem. So they're all within that one, same thing. It's in the, in the clude. In the clude. Yeah. Um, you get, you get so much before you have to pay for it. Um, but you get enough to get a feel for it if you want it or not. You get like a thousand blocks of text. That's not bad. A thousand blocks. Yeah. So a thousand paragraphs of text. Oh, I see. I burnt through that a little quickly. Text, basically, yeah. Basically text boxes, right? Yeah. Well, text boxes, images are a block of text. A heading is a block of text. Right. A link is a block of text. I get you. Yeah, a thousand for free. That's not bad. And you type in Markdown. You don't need to know Markdown, but you can type in Markdown. So, so native to it? Yeah. It doesn't display the nice. Markdowns, but it, they are just simple plain text. So you can always export them as plain text. Cool. I would suggest you just give it a shot. Oh, the... oh, and you also can, the nice thing is, is you can make, um, if you pay for the service, you can collaborate with like Google Docs. You can, it has collaborative features. If you have two people paying for the service, you can make a team account. And so it, just... so it functions like, you know, Google Docs, like people, um, you, you know how Google Docs works. You can edit the same document at the same time. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried that feature out yet because Google Docs works just so well. Yeah, it does. But one thing I have done is you can create a URL. So you can create a URL and sh- a secret URL and share it with people. Yeah, so like if you typed up a bunch of notes, you can create a secret URL, share it with them, and they open and, and anybody with that link can open up the URL and see your document. Seems legit. So like in, in, in the example I sent you, I typed this thing up and then I shared the URL of the player information for the, the role for the D and D game to all the players. Morning, Dad. Morning, sweetie. Good morning. Yeah. One second, Carl. No problem. better leave the kitchen (laughs) busiest busiest room in the house yeah so where do we want to end up we want to talk about life we want to talk about um games we're playing well the life thing will take a while miss save that where are we at right now where we're at we're at an hour 10 whoa let's talk about games we're playing yeah and wrap it up because i think Uh, our families are getting up Go yeah, make, absolutely. Make, plan, um, make plans for the day. What have you been playing? Well, I, I moved. So you're not been I playing? I moved houses. Not playing a lot. I did start um, this game called Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. Where basically, you're a caveman in like prehistoria, and there's big tribes, and you fight your way through, try to free the people. So is that like, kind of fun? Is that Jump like using out. the Far Cry engine? Yeah, it's in the series, like same style and everything. But it's um Far Cry is dark, man. Like Yeah. The last one I played, like the actual I think it was Far Cry four. It was in Montana. And like it had a really heavy religious bend. Oh yeah. I like, think I remember seeing somebody play that. It was intense. But anyways, this primal thing is pretty cool. You're kinda of like Beastmaster a little bit. You have an owl and different wild animals that could be your friends and 
you know, just kind of go do your thing, you know, whatever you want to do. So that's been kind of fun. Uh, what about you? I'm finishing up Twilight Princess. I think I'm on the last temple. Huh. I think I'm on the last temple. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about how Twilight Princess is so probably so heavily influenced Breath of the Wild. And mm. it's, you know, it is very much a linear story story to it. Um, and Breath of the Wild is so superior because it's not. Right. Um, but there is definitely a very, you know, but again, what Twilight Princess is now, what, a 20-year-old game. True. Oh, I am I am playing Twilight Princess on the GameCube, on original hardware. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How's the controller holding up? Oh, the controller's fine. It's fantastic. It's good stuff. Unlike my children, I did not abuse my stuff. Um, <laughs> switch True. switch controllers in this house. Mm, let's talk about switch controllers. Switch drift is a thing. Especially when you have small children, have children that do not respect the controller. Mm. Um, Amen to that. But um, they just released uh, Nintendo sixty four games on the Switch. Oh, if, I heard about that. If you increase your subscription, and one of them is Ocarina of Time. And That's your favorite. Well, mm, Seminal, Seminal. I don't know if it's my favorite. Um, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. definitely is. Uh, but Ocarina, my, my Ocarina of Time cartridge fell off the shelf the other day and shattered. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, did you cry a little inside? A little, a little. Yeah. Uh, at least the ba- a, a piece of the plastic broke off the back. It might still be okay. And it's on the back. You so said shattered. The plastic Carl. shattered. Yeah, like <laughs> that a big, was your heart. That was your heart talking. A big, a big chunk fell off the back. It's it no longer injured. pristine. It was pristine. <laughs> I have the box. I have the manual. So now you have a shard. I have some shards <laughs> and the rest of it. Um, <laughs> I got back into playing Factorial. Um, I don't know why. Uh, you guys talked about that. Yeah, Factorial is doing. Uh, it's. Like, did you ever play the Civ series of games? A little bit. So, yeah, a little bit. I'm you know, the, like the level of detail of micromanaging a Civ game? Multiply by yeah. 10. Why? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Because that's the sort that's of thing lot. I like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, no, I've been I've been distracted by the yard game. And the unpacking game, and the you know find stuff to fix and paint walls games. Those have been my games, but yeah. they've been fun. I've been playing Clash of the Clans. I think now for the past five, ten, five, six years, whenever Clash of the Clans came out, I remember. And there was a student, a couple of students the other day who were not doing what they should be doing, playing Clash of the Clans. And I got on their case and like, but mister, are you a sus and sus level? I'm like, okay, excuse me here while I flex on you. I'm a sus and such, such and such with this, such and such. No way, mister. Yeah, let me just look it up. Oh, wait, I missed the number by three. Add three to what I just told you. There you go. Yeah. And they're like, that was some flex, mister. I'm like, yeah, now get back to work. <laughs> so that was a thing. Uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of nice. You know, (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of age coming into the classroom, told a student about something that happened in college. And they were like, it was between a friend and I. And they were like, Mr., did you record it? I'm like, that wasn't a thing. It's like, yeah, but did you record it? You know, uh, on what? Like, no, man, <laughs> like we just had, we just had our memories. We had our memories and our stories. That's what we had. We like told it. And what? He goes, well, I... okay. But did you record it though? You should have recorded it, right? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> this... didn't you have your power pilot, Jason? Like, a world. You, you flip zoom. I had a, I had a Nokia candy bar no actually i had the motorola flip the razor did it have snake on it of course it had snake on it what's wrong with you i don't know i always had the nokia nokia i didn't know the thing i i coveted those the razors i never had a razor i just had the nokia brick and it had snake on it i didn't know if your fancy motorola had snake yeah i had two two razors they were both blue and they were cool well you can get a modern razor you can, you can get a flip phone. Yeah, they're not that cool, but they were cool. If I ever dress up as cyberpunk, I'll get a razor. Maybe I'll do that for Halloween. Apparently the Matrix is coming back as a thing. Yeah, they're dipping back into the pool, apparently. New show, I think? New movie. Movie. That's good. Have you seen Doom? Oh, have you? I haven't yet. Me you? neither. Me neither. I'm, I'm a bit excited. Okay. Yeah, let's uh what you'll probably get to it sooner than me. So. I doubt that. Well, here's my proposition, sir. Um send me a text when you're going to watch it, then I'll make sure I watch it around the same time and then we'll meet up and talk. What is the the, the Apple screenplay screen share? Oh, you wanna do that? You no. wanna <laughs> what, be a, what do they call this, Jen? Uh, a screen zoomer? Screen share sort of thing. You want to be a Zoomer for, for a day? No. I'm all right. Me neither. No. Yeah. Um, Marvel came out with some cool stuff recently. The they got these what ifs. The Eternals does look interesting. But we've been watching what if. Like, what if Agent Carter became Captain Carter? Yeah. I think I stopped you watching know, Marvel like movies... Right before Endgame. Yeah? Yeah, I haven't seen Endgame. It's good writing, dude. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. But no, I just, no, it's, it's just, it's not, not that I don't believe you. I just stopped. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just stopped. Interest. It was interest. You only stop things when other things are more interesting. All right. Yeah. I think this is good okay. enough to close it up. This is this is not going to be an episode of Wrecked If. We're not going to go two hours. No. No. But we're also just kind of dusting off dusting cobwebs off. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, well I hope my well, side sounds good. Next time we'll Sorry. catch up uh, on life and where everything is at. But should we go ahead and close off? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season three of the Know-It-All and the Optimist. Good to have you back. Hope you're listening. Share with your friends and neighbors. And um, 
I guess we'll see you next time. Hopefully, technical issues aside, <laughs> this be fine since I had my bit rate up way too high for my computer to write to my disk. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, 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 like and subscribe so I can fund SS- SSD cards. Oh, yeah. The reason I'm not building a new computer, Jason, is I found the mm-hmm. graphics card I want. It was a $400 graphics card or $300 graphics card, something like that. Went to go see how much it was on eBay. I mean, on on Amazon. $1,200. Damn, people are gouging so hard. Well, no, just shortages, supply and demand. Gouging. Invisible hand of the market. People know what they're worth. They're worth what you can... (laughs) This is what we call elasticity of the markets, Jason. If you have a... If you have... You sell the item for what people would pay for it. You sell, you're supposed to sell what it's worth. Right. What people will pay. I know how it works. I'm saying it's fucking wrong. Why? I don't understand that. Why is that wrong? If, 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 if your neighbor's hungry, you don't take everything from does them. Does your neighbor need you a graphic want, card? Just because they're willing to give it. Just because they're willing to give it. Does your neighbor need a graphics card? That's why. You asked a question. I'm just answering. That's all. Graphic card, breakfast, dinner, those clothes. Are, those are two different items. Like When is a luxury item? I know. It's true. But the mechanism that people are using, that's what I don't agree with. But, you know, capitalism isn't the end all be all man well coffee is cold though (laughs) (laughs) so all right i'll see you next time probably okay a fortnight yeah sounds good all right bye-bye bye-bye How do I do that? You are Zoom. Okay, let's see. Record. Oh, I just muted myself. Recording one in progress. Jason, say something for us. Something for us. Many things for us. Yay. I'm oh, getting hey. a local recording and a group recording. And nice. iCloud is going crazy. Now. We want a backup recording. Record on this computer. Yes. Hey, guess what I'm guess what I'm doing now? Cafe Ole. Mm-hmm. Insta coffee. Café de olla. Yeah, you're, you're so Café European. De olla. So European. So good. Oh, and then it's just 15%, for you, Carl. My wife has just entered the conversation. 15% of the population or 14% of the population is left-handed. This number has increased since 1912. Really? More people have uh, no, admitted it? it became acceptable to say you're left-handed.
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> more people. Saying, the, the, the the amount of people. Yes, people stopped smacking you on the left hand, so suddenly it became acceptable to be left-handed. So again, it's not that the number of popula- it's not like the number of people who are ADHD or autism or trans or gay or left-handed has increased over the past times. It's just become socially acceptable to say, hey, this thing that I always was, I'm that. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out we can be fully human, which is really weird for a lot of people. Well, to be fully human means to be so different than everybody else, but yeah. That's what I mean. You know, like so yeah. Just people. Oh jeez. And magnetism is the No no, sorry. Buffer. Sorry, wait. We're overloading. Maxed again. <laughs> oh, I know what's wrong. All right, we're gonna have to pause. Real. Let me let me see. No, um, let me see if we could do this. But my um. Yeah, do it. My setup is not fast enough to keep up with my um, um, sampling rate. So I'm not writing to disk mm. fast enough. So. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I'm not on the Mac yet. Um, I upgraded to banana ah. because why not? Bananas better than right. non-bananas, you know. As the great, but it's Rod- no potato. <laughs> yes, but as the great Roderick says, go have a banana. Yeah, bananas are great. Bananas are great. So. Yeah, you're right on that. Going wrong over here. I feel on my end. On the recording side. So either I got too much going on or who knows. Let's do the whole close windows down. It is Literally time for me to get a new computer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think you're right. But did I tell you about graphics card prices? No. I hear all you need is that new M1, and then you're set. Yeah, but I need a gaming computer, too. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what I said. Yeah. You're set with those new ones. But I know it's no, clunky, I need a Windows computer to play games on, Jay. It works. It works. Uh, but they're... Unless the fact that the games I want to get on Steam don't run on a Mac. I know you know what I'm saying. Because we listen to the same shows. You, you can't boot camp into Windows. Windows doesn't run on the M1 yet. We listen to the same shows. Windows doesn't run on an M1. All right, I'm going to stop sure. the recording again. I'm going to change one last thing.
Mm, I could if I was clever. Okay. I re- I reviewed them. You reviewed them. I actually yeah. looked at your format on page two. Well, I thought that was great. I'd never read that before. No, that's new. That was me tired of having to remember how to do it every single time. Good. Oh, so that was great. That, was that, like, that, oh, it's an outline. That, that, was, that. that was me like going, I don't, I, I'm always having to remember what do I type in here? What do I type in there? And this is the purpose of notes. So, uh, breakfast tacos. 